Welcome to the Socialette Podcast, where we empower you with the marketing know-how you need to create the business of your dreams. I'm your host, Steph Taylor, and I'm a marketing nerd, Shiraz lover, and passport stamp collector. Join me as I dive into all things small business marketing and deliver them to you in bite-sized, fluff-free lessons every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Let's get learning. Welcome back to Socialette. This is episode 221. Today's episode is brought to you by my free ebook, The Complete Roadmap for a Killer Launch. Inside my free roadmap, you'll discover a proven step-by-step framework for a successful launch. You'll also uncover the massive mistake that most people make when they're launching something and how you can stop it derailing your launch before you've even started. Also, you'll find my top tips for priming your audience so that they're ready and waiting to buy from you when you launch. Grab the complete roadmap for a killer launch at stephtaylor.co forward slash launch. All right, on to today's episode. So today's guest is one of the OG Socialette listeners who is also now a client of mine and also a friend. Beck Miller is the founder of Health with Beck, where she helps women slim down without the hunger and keep it off. Now, we've recently been working together on the launch of her membership, so I thought today it would be pretty cool to get her on the show to share her launch story because Beck, like most of you, doesn't come from a marketing background. She's a nutritionist. So it's really interesting to hear the other side of the story, the other perspective of a launch. Plus, if you stick around to the end, Beck will be sharing her top nutrition tips for business owners. Now, in the episode, we chatted about quite a range of things from why Beck started her business rather than going to work for somebody else and how she grew her audience and got clients in the early days through to why she decided to launch her membership recently and how the first launch of it went. Now, I got to work with Beck on the launch of her membership, and one thing that really stood out to me is this girl takes action. Like, whenever I gave her a task to do or a suggestion, she would complete it straight away, and she's such a hard worker, and obviously, it's no surprise that she's found the success that she has in her business because she just keeps on taking action, whether it's perfect action or not. Anyway, that's enough from me. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey, Beck, welcome to Socialette. Thanks, Steph. I'm so excited to be here. This is very exciting because you've been a Socialette listener for a long time. More like a crazy fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's actually, it's so great because you reached out to me, oh my goodness, how many months ago was it now? I reckon it was, oh, it was just after I released my first book and I needed to step up marketing. So, oh, I started listening to you at least it, year ago. Yeah. But I reached out to you maybe six months ago. Yeah. And then we actually caught up in person when you were in Brisbane three months ago. Well, you were like the reason I flew here pretty much. Oh. You, you and Claire, I was like, I wanted to work with you both. So I was like, I need to meet you face to face and make Yay. it even more legit. It was just like so exciting. And it was so much fun to meet you. And it's like, it's so good to have you back here again and actually recording this in person because it is so much nicer than doing it over the internet. Yeah, it feels surreal. I'm super excited. So, Beck, 
What, who are you and what do you do? Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm a nutritionist and I specialize in weight loss. I'm 27 and I basically did my Bachelor of Science when I was younger, uh, in my late teens to early 20s. Struggled with my own health issues. So I had really bad, really bad digestion problems. Uh, and my weight was fluctuating a lot and my energy was really low. So I kind of, I look back now and that was a massive positive for me because it made me study really hard and work out my own issues. And now I've built a business around that. So as soon as I finished uni, I was like, I have to teach women yeah. how to solve this because I worked it out for myself. And because it wasn't exactly what like most mainstream doctors teach and even the way we learned at uni, what I teach now isn't really the same. And I was just like, this approach has to get out there. So yeah, I have a business where I teach women. I've specialized in teaching women uh, with weight loss and bloating issues through started as personalized meal plans and consultations, but now I've massively moved online and I sell online meal plans. I love it. And you're a big fan of all the low carb movement and all of that. Yeah. So what was the big aha moment for you where you realized that the people who were promoting this low carb movement might actually be onto something and that maybe what you weren't being taught at uni or what you were being taught at uni wasn't right? Yeah. So I was pretty lucky in my final year, which was when I was under, I really was a science nerd. So I could really understand the human body and like the biochemistry and all that. And then in the final year, it wasn't until we actually started to get taught about the food side of things. I feel like year one and two was very science-based, but in my third year, I actually, my parents started training with these weight trainers and one was a uh, dietitian, the woman, the other man was, they were both from Brazil and he was an exercise physiologist and they both, I think maybe Brazil was a bit ahead in time and I don't know. Yeah. They both brought the low carb movement to Perth and they were just teaching me about it and explaining the science. Cause I went and did some exercise sessions with them. And so that's what actually got me onto researching. And then it all made so much sense to just what I was going through. And yeah, it all made so much sense to me. So I guess that was when I first started researching the movement and then I just thought it was insanely incredible. So when I finished uni, I was just gun ho, like just needed to teach it to people. I love that. So how long ago did you start health with Beck? It was, okay, so it was when I finished uni, which was four years ago, but like I feel like that that first year for me, I wasn't in a huge rush to, uh, you know, have a crazy business. I was like still quite young. I was happy to just, I was nannying at the time, so I was just really building it slowly, built my website myself, had a bit of time off over the summer firstly. Then I, yeah, like registered my business name, just did lots of part-time nannying and then yeah. I built my business slowly and kept promoting myself on Instagram and putting photos up of food and not promoting myself, just sharing tips and knowledge mainly. And then I was seeing just like one client fortnight, which I was stoked about. Like I just yeah. grew it quite slowly and accepted that. But then I feel like it's only really been sort of a busy business for like the last two and a half years. Can you pinpoint what made it, what like made that shift from being the one client of Fortnite to being yeah. a really busy business? Gathering the uh, reviews. Yeah. So that for sure. It started going from sort of one client to Fortnite. Uh, then after about six months, it turned into one a week. Then within fairly quickly, it started to become a couple a week. Uh, and then, so that's my first year. And then it wasn't until <laughs> a podcast actually sort of <laughs> 
sort of made my business have a bit of a break, like in terms of growth. So this was the beginning of last year. So that's 2018. Yeah. So I was at that time I was seeing probably like for me to be full-time with clients because I work so sort of closely with them and it's really complex. I only, I was only seeing like four new people a week and that would be my full-time work, seeing four new women a week. And then one of the clients uh, found me through Instagram in the Explore feed and basically she got really good results and then she asked me to come on her podcast and that's Your Creative Start. Uh, So her name's Jahan and I didn't even really know what podcasts were back then. I was like, yeah, okay. (laughs) And then I went on this podcast and I could not believe after I went live how many women were reaching out to me going, I heard you on the podcast, can I see you? I heard you on the podcast, can I see you? And I was sitting next to mum on the couch one night going, oh, my God, mum, what the hell, emails are coming through. She was like, oh, I wonder when the day will be back where you just can't fit anyone in. And <laughs> it happened within like a month. And then I then I was at the stage sort of beginning of last year, it got to March or April where I was like, I need to do something about this and build, you know, like a, another product on top of my service-based business because I really wanted to help more women at a time. And, you know, seeing four women a, women a week wasn't enough. So... Mm from everything that I learned, because I'd made nearly 600 meal plans at the time, worked with 400 women, 600 meal plans, because some of them were a couple of different weeks. I could actually bring themes together to create my first ebook. So yeah, that was the middle of last year when I did that. And we're going to talk about the ebook shortly. Yeah. But okay, so in the early days, was there anything other than posting on Instagram and the word of mouth that you saw had like a noticeable effect on your marketing and your growth? Do you know what? This is because my, I would say the completely different thing now, but back then I was mainly focused on Instagram. Interesting. Yeah, I just was. And for me, because I was only sort of trying to get like four clients a week, it it was enough and word of mouth was enough. It was bizarre. And I, I kind of thought that was the way to go. And I did, I did build a mailing list, but I wasn't, um, I wasn't taking it seriously enough. And now that I've been listening to you in the last year, (laughs) I've completely changed that but yeah in those early days it was instagram but now the advice i would give to people would be grow your email list for sure yeah because instagram's got become a lot more saturated since then too and i love how you emphasize the fact that it was really slow at the start because i feel like so many people jump into business and they're like okay cool i'm ready to work with 20 clients now Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't happen that fast. Yep. So when you were in those early days, how did you stay so patient? How did you actually stay committed to your business and not give it up and go back or like go and work for somebody else? I just loved it. Like every day for me, even though most of my days were spent, you know, mum would say to me, get more work. And I'd be like, no, mum, I need these whole days to do Instagram to build, you know, mm. blogs to build my website. I really, but I loved it, and that's yeah. that's the main answer. There is just my love for it. So, I I don't know. I found getting one client a week like incredible because I was like, just through Instagram, people want to see me and listen to me, and that was groundbreaking. So I don't know. I guess looking back now, like getting one client a week doesn't seem like much, but at the time it was relative. So that was enough for me. And I was fortunate because I wasn't paying rent at the time. So I was yeah. living at home. I was lucky to have a nannying job that was really flexible with me. I could just come and go because it was mainly housework. And <laughs> so that's how it happened back then. Yeah. I think there's definitely, I mean, it's it, we all jump in and we're like, we want it to happen so quickly, but yeah, it's yep. so good that you stayed patient with it because 
Yeah, it would have been so easy to just give it all up. Yeah, and and I'm just a firm believer in that, that I really just – and it wasn't – when I say Instagram, I was really communicating with every single DM too and every client. I was going, I need to make this the best nutrition, you know, appointment they've been to. And I loved my clients. So I think I've really put that extra like one-on-one effort and time in so that – when I did build a product to sell, I think I had that kind of trust there from everyone. Which and I think- yeah, and you have such an engaged audience. Like it's so, it's so obvious that you have a very engaged oh, audience. That's nice to see. Yeah. Do you have any tips on how you manage to get them to be so engaged? Because like it's almost like you have like fans. <laughs> well, I think it's mainly what I said just then. So bef- I think I, it's my extra just ability to be really personal, and that's become natural because I love it. So when people ask me a nutrition question or they're like, Beck, I lost this amount of weight, I wouldn't want to look at those DMs and not reply, for instance, or I don't know, it's the love of me being really conscious to reply and make a massive effort uh, and showing up on stories a lot and being myself. I think people really like that. Yeah, Yeah, I I love that you show up on stories all the time. (laughs) I've gotten a bit more used to it now. At the start it was harder, but yeah. How do you never run out of ideas? Because I like I've just recently tried to start showing up daily and it's been a struggle. Yep. And like there's still some days like today I haven't even been on stories. But how do you find ideas all the time? I think do you know what it is, Steph? I think it's because I with with health, I've made it not just eating. Like it's mm. I share a lot about, you know, my exercise and my work and stress levels and because it it, it all comes together. So my brand's very it's me, which yeah. can be hard sometimes because it's hard to remove <laughs> myself from it. But I think when I'm sharing stories, it's about my life in general. So I just find it easy in that way. That and I love sense. actually on that point though, I love that you share like, you know, if you're having a glass of wine, you'll share that sometimes Hell because yeah. it's like, balance. it's about balance. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's so good. Yeah. Okay. So on the eBooks, I want to talk about eBooks because I know a lot of my listeners have been thinking about maybe creating an eBook. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to create the three-week body reset? So my first one, so I made one last year called the 21-day spring slim down plan. That one took me, I started it in at the end of June and I had it done on the 1st of September. So what's that? July, August. Two months. Yeah. It was. Wow. (laughs) Let me just say it was full on. But that's not factoring in time. If I was going to do it again, I would factor in time to launch and advertise that's just yeah all the production boom and then I just went straight into going it's on it's it's out there advertised on Instagram and that was it uh but it was yeah it was a lot of insomnia and stress (laughs) and overwhelm and but I had a goal and got it done and I had someone help me do it as well like I had um an intern at the time and then I also had a graphic designer do the design uh, and an assistant who really helped me get like the shopping list and all the nitty gritty stuff together. Oh. And in the final stages, cause I was really sleep deprived. She just sat with me and even helped me just write all the emails. We were like, okay. I had like a second brain mm. in the last few weeks to make it really happen. So yeah, full on, but God, two months. I thought it was longer than that, but thinking back, it wasn't. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Cause I, my ebook that I used to have, took me nine months yep and I didn't even have to make any recipes for it (laughs) I could just sit at my computer and type away (laughs) well the thing is I already had the recipes there because I had all this content from my other personalized meal plans that Mm. I made so I had the content there it was more just putting it all together in templates and all that which the designer helped with but yeah 
still yeah. wow and yeah. then you went and did it again for the three-week body reset i don't know what i was thinking but yeah. <laughs> I just, I, at the start i was like i'm gonna do seasonal ebooks but so then when it got to yeah at the end of september i was like oh shivers it's christmas time in a couple of months i've got to get started with the next one and then that was another crazy period but yeah so that was about yeah another couple of months to make that one what made you create the three-week body reset after you'd already created the 21-day slim-down plan? Just because I thought, I don't know, I thought people would want seasonal ones. And, yeah, yeah I just wanted to give – because, like, everyone loved the 21-day plan so much, I just wanted to give someone – I wanted to give them all a new one with new recipes. And I also added a mindset component with a girl called Sammy Fluke who I just found on Instagram and I vibed with and now we're really good friends and she's a beautiful woman. So I just wanted to add a mindset component too. Uh, It's a bit more advanced with clickable pages and, you know, more emails that they get sent along the way. So just another step up. Yeah. Yeah. So with your eBooks, how have you been marketing them? What's worked and what hasn't? Yeah. So (laughs) Instagram works really well only because it's just something that I've been really – you know, I'm used to it and I've been mainly focused on that. And what I've found works really well is especially stories, definitely stories and sharing people's results is what really yeah. gets people. Because of course, if you see someone losing weight, you want to, I don't know, you, <laughs> you want to jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. You want that to be you. Yeah. It's like Instagram's <laughs> word of mouth. Like if you see yeah. someone writing a re- review, it's kind of like a recommendation in a way. Um, yeah. And yeah. And now that I've, I've just started to, like step up my email marketing a bit more. And I've definitely noticed that that's helped for sure. And before we recorded, you mentioned something about when you record Instagram stories on a Sunday, what you've noticed happens. Oh my gosh. Yes. So (laughs) Sundays and Mondays are definitely the best day for me with my business, just because, you know, everyone wants to start a new plan on (laughs) a Sunday or a Monday uh, or at like a holiday period. So, you know, just after a long weekend works really well. Uh, and then, yeah, like sort of Fridays and Saturdays, not the best day to advertise. And I think, and I think that's the same with most businesses. Hey. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I don't find that people want to do anything on Saturdays or Sundays business wise, yeah. but for you, yeah, obviously cause everyone, yeah, start fresh on yeah. Monday. It doesn't make really good for me cause it's my day off too, but I, you know, I spend a few hours sometimes on, in the Arvo just sharing reviews and going on Instagram, which I find fun anyway, but that translates into business, which is, which is really cool. Wouldn't it be cool if somebody created a meal plan that starts on Tuesdays? Yeah. But wait, why? <laughs> so that you've got Monday to sort of prepare and stuff. Yeah. yeah. For the long weekends that where you get Monday off yeah. instead of Friday. Okay, well, I'll have to keep that in mind then. <laughs> so you recently launched your membership, the Health with Beck Tribe. Why? What made you want to launch a membership? Such a good question. Can I just quickly go back? Sorry. Yeah. Because one of the other best things, I can't believe I didn't think about this, is podcasting. Like, like I, with the marketing. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah. So because... The Instagram's amazing, but yeah, I'm still getting people come through with the um, Jahan one and other ones. And I just think when people hear your voice and they can connect to you, I love. I think people oh, like that. That's exactly like I can't stress like the power of being in somebody's ears for an hour. Right? Yeah. You well, feel that, yeah. like you know the person. <laughs> yeah, that's why when I came here, I was like, "Steph, fan girl, crazy." Because I was like, "I feel like I know you already." It was so funny, oh. actually. Like one of the first things you said to me when we met in person was, "Oh my god, it's the voice." Yeah, and I was really nervous as well. Oh. <laughs> but that's what people say to me too. They're like, "I feel like I already know you," and that yeah. happens all the time. And it's because they see me and they hear me on Instagram. Mm. So it's the same with podcasting. It's like people trust you when they hear your voice. Yeah. Yep. So the membership. Yep. Why? <laughs> okay. The membership. 
super excited about the membership because basically the three-week body reset has been selling quite well and mm-hmm. it's been taking up a lot of my time because it takes a lot of time to, you know, all of the tasks with businesses, especially since I've been listening to your podcast with all the different marketing things you need to do and I've learned yes. so freaking much. But because I want to implement everything that I listen to from you, it yeah, it just takes time to implement. So running the three-week body reset, I've realized that, you know, the e-commerce side of things really does take up a lot of my business and I can't fit in. I'm now only being able to see maybe two women a week and that's sometimes sometimes it's just one and that's all I can fit in. So it's sad because I still want to be able to help women after the three-week body reset if the approach works well for them. So usually they would come to see me for a consult. But now that I'm not being able to see as many people, I was like, I've got to start a membership. So you and Claire actually helped helped me come with up with that idea when I was last in Brisbane twelve weeks ago when yeah. I was in a bit of a shambles, <laughs> and now it's yeah it's a place for everyone to continue on their learning from the three week body reset. Yeah. Okay. So like I feel very blessed to have been part of your journey in this launching of the membership site, mm-hmm. and I know that there were definitely some times in the process that you wanted to pull your hair out, couldn't sleep. I will probably I, had I w- a few tears. I wouldn't have done it without you, honestly. <laughs> I just wouldn't. Like you've been the fact that you told me when I came to Brisbane that you were starting the voice coaching service was mm-hmm. just it was like when stars align. I was just like, this is I can do it now because you know I've, I feel so alone all the time, and you know, starting a whole new project is a huge thing to do. But having someone to just ask questions to that's already an expert just got me through. I just felt supported and yeah, you made it possible for me. <laughs> I'm glad to hear this because it, yeah, it's, it's funny because it, I almost don't feel like it's when I'm messaging, it doesn't feel like it's, it's almost like it's a friend, right? Mm-hmm. A friend who's messaging you with your yep. questions and yep. you're just helping them out. But that's because you've created your dream job and you're teaching what you love. So answering yeah. questions is like, what the hell, you know? Do you it's feel so like cool. that? You obviously feel yeah. like that as well. Yeah. And that's why I said to you just after, I was like, just ask me questions whenever you want to. Like, it's just, it's fun, you know? Yeah. I know. I, I, I just love it so much. Yeah. And you can tell you're like, when you speak to me and your voice and you're always so calm and you just, you, yeah, you can tell you love it. And it's just been such a big help, honestly. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. And there's still so much I need to learn from you. And I will continue <laughs> to. <laughs> okay. So in the, in the process of launching your membership, well, actually, firstly, how did the launch go? Were you happy with how it went? Well, I didn't really know what to compare it to. So yeah. I there was days where I was oh, – I sent out a questionnaire before I launched it to see – and, you know, with the response from the questionnaire, yeah, I – it was a number that I was pretty happy with because, and I sort of thought that I might reach that number. But I didn't. It was about half of that. So I actually felt a little bit upset and you know what it's like on the first few days of launch, it's really your emotions are excited, crying, excited, crying, excited, <laughs> crying. And it was full on. But it wasn't till I actually talked to you and Claire about it and compared it to I had nothing to compare. I didn't know if it was good or not. But yeah. you know, you both said to me that it was good. So I am really happy with what it is. Yeah. I'm happy with how it went. And the fact that you didn't run a single paid ad and you still got that result, like I think that is a testament to well, the engagement that you've built within your audience and this amazing membership that you've created that actually yeah. solves somebody's problem, you know, yeah. like it's so good. Um, so, okay. So with the membership, right? So in the launch process, you're saying you're like very up and down and 
all over the place. Mm-hmm. Was there anything specific that you did during that launch time to look after your mindset and try and stay a little bit sane as hard as it can be? <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of did all the things that I try to do already, which mm-hmm. is like, I've all definitely always fact exercise into my day. Uh, there was a few days last year where I just couldn't with how, cause that's why I did those eBooks so quickly. You can yeah. imagine there were days where I couldn't even remember to eat, which was fun. <laughs> doesn't sound healthy, but, um, I just definitely factor in the exercise time. Also, I saw my parents a bit more. I gave my dogs a few more hugs. Um, I just needed to be around that love and get, you know, getting hugs from people gives you heaps of oxytocin. People or dogs. Yeah. So that helped. And having you, of course, helped. (laughs) Your voice on the other end of the phone was amazing. It is handy to have a voice of reason. Yeah. Oh, and another thing, I just made sure that I really kept that week pretty free. I didn't, I think I only booked one client in and I didn't make too many commitments because I knew that, so many things would pop up to do like customer service things and you know, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Was there anything that surprised you about the launch process? Um, let me think any kind of like prompts, um, unexpected. Anything that was easier than you thought it would be harder than you thought it would be. I think, I think because like with the membership, because it's to people that had already done the three-week body reset. I think the easier part about this launch was the fact that it's to already it's to people that already knew about my approach. So yeah. I didn't have to put so much effort into like the, the email that I sent out and the wording. And I just felt like it was more of a, do you like this lifestyle, you know, join up mm. for this. And I kind of liked that aspect of it because I've already built the trust through the three-week body reset. Really liked that part. Um Unexpected was just the fact that it's a whole new, um, whole new thing. Like I've sold eBooks, but now selling a membership with the recurring subscriptions. And there was a few, obviously little tech issues and mistakes I made. (laughs) So all of that was the unexpected stuff for sure. And I'm glad I gave myself the free days to be able to do that because it was full time, you know, creating, um, improving on my mistakes. (laughs) Well, memberships are like a whole nother kettle of fish as well. Like the tech in a membership, but it's so worth it because it is yeah. that recurring income. Exactly. It's and you awesome. can help people on a bigger scale than you can with your consults. So yeah. it's awesome. And don't you reckon with everything, you know, if I knew how much work it would take to start a business, maybe it would have stopped me four years ago when I was young <laughs> there, but you don't know until you go through it. And exactly. then once you go through it, it's hard, but you learn along the way. Yeah. So if you could do anything differently in the launch of your membership, what would it be? I would try to be a bit more prepared. Like I, I don't think anyone, I don't, yeah. I've never heard anyone say, Oh, I was so prepared for that launch. Yeah. So. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't know. I could have been a little bit more prepared and given myself a few more weeks to actually purely organize the launch, which yeah. is what I'm going to get you to help me with when I launch my next thing next year, because I have realized, especially since you've pivoted, how valuable launches are. Um, but yeah, I guess because this one was to warm audiences, maybe it wasn't as big of a deal, but definitely for next year when I've got yeah. more things coming up, it's going to be, a, yeah, that's going to be, I'm going to make sure I factor that into my time and not just think I can just do things in a small amount of time again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I usually recommend like a launch a quarter. Yep. Like, and it doesn't have to be a new product. So yeah. like you could relaunch your three week body reset hundred percent in the first quarter of next and year. And I just think it's so cool how you, how you're telling people that because it's so true. 
you know, yeah. it's it's such a cool thing that you're going to help people with because I am going to relaunch it next year. But I might, I probably wouldn't have if I didn't know it was it was sort of a you know thing to do until you exactly yeah okay. I'm going to pivot the conversation a little bit mm-hmm. and ask you a question about nutrition that hopefully our listeners will benefit from. So if you could just give a couple of nutrition tips to business owners, what would they be? Cool. I'm so glad you didn't say just one. Because <laughs> at dinner the other night, you're like, I'm going to ask you one question. I was like, don't you dare, Steph. <laughs> okay. Drink lots of water. We did that today because you yes. get really tired when you're dehydrated. So that's one really easy tip. And when you're busy, and most business owners are busy, 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 mm-hmm. you can really forget. So drinking water is one of the best things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, definitely having a rich source of protein with each meal like one of the most important too, because that keeps you full all day, keeps your blood sugar stable. And that's really important because the more stable your blood sugars are, the better your concentration is all day. So when that happens, you don't get dips in energy and brain fog. So you've got to have the protein in your meals and some healthy fats. So to put that into context, it's like a rich source of protein would be something like eggs or meats um, or tofu, or, or if people are vegan, it comes from foods like beans and grains and then your healthy fats are things like coconut oil nuts hemp seeds um, olive oil yeah things like that so yeah and then and cutting out added sugars because they are also definitely what make your blood sugars skyrocket so go up and down and up and down so when you cut out added sugar eat protein and fat with every meal and the easiest way to do that is just to eat foods in their whole state so whole foods so lots of veggies and fruits and meats and just good quality whole foods that's like key (laughs) i love that and yeah i i don't know about you but i find if i eat too much sugar or like if i eat any sugar really it makes me a lot more anxious and a lot more stressed Mm. and when i'm like working from that anxious stressed place then I don't produce my best work. Absolutely. You don't feel grounded. And that's because, it, yeah, it spikes your adrenaline and it just makes you feel on and alert and then it yeah. makes it all worse. And then the drop that you get after is, yeah, just affects your brain focus. So since I've been sugar-free and following this lifestyle that, you know, I teach everyone and you follow a really similar lifestyle too. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. I don't ever get, it's really cool. I don't get that 3 p.m. crash yeah. and it's possible, but a lot of people don't realize it's possible, but it is, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, we're recording this at 20 to 7 at night (laughs) and we went out for lunch, but we both had like super like healthy meals Mm -hmm. and I didn't have that dip in energy either. You had the perfect, that's why I said to you, I go, that is a perfect lunch, Steph. It was eggs, (laughs) avocado, salmon and greens. So you've got all the protein from the eggs and the salmon, all the healthy fats from the avocado and then all the greens, yep, micronutrients, everything, power, breakfast slash lunch. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Brunch. It was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Beck. Okay, so now, as you know, as a podcast listener, I have a couple of questions that I ask everyone at the end of every interview. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, my first one to you is: What advice would you give to your pre-business self? Oh, I would say don't be so hard on yourself, Beck. Like, take every step as it comes. And I try to do that, but I do find myself, yeah, getting a bit sort of, oh, I wish I did that sooner, but. Yeah, just take one step step at a time. And was there a couple of things that you wanted me to say about my pre Any, any advice that you would give okay. to your pre-business? Oh, I would sort of oh, start implementing strategy a bit earlier. So mm. if you look at my laptop, I'm, I'm starting now, but it's very 
tabs everywhere, files <laughs> need to arrange. And now that I'm getting to the point where I just do need a lot more help, it's uh, it's going to take me a long time to now reorganize myself. So I think I wish I was a bit more organized from the beginning to systemize for yeah. sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going through something similar as well because when I started my business, I was like, oh, it's a small business. Yeah. It's only going to be me. I never really started with the end in mind that, you know, maybe one day I'm going to hire people. Maybe one day I'm going to scale this thing. Yeah. And now that I'm getting to the point where I'm hiring people and scaling it, it's so much harder. So, isn't it? Yeah. I'm just going to add in my own pre business advice here yeah. and say, start how you want to continue. Oh, and I didn't learn that until I actually had a session with my business coach, Claire. So mm. that was when I was last in Brisbane and she was going back, think big, like think bigger. And I found that so interesting. Like to, and I wish, yeah, I guess if maybe I had a business coach earlier on, but then earlier on, you can't really afford it. But I don't know. I just, if someone told me back then, just really think yeah. big and systemize, cause I didn't think I would need help either. I just thought I'd be a nutrition consultant my whole life, yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah. Interesting. It's interesting in hindsight. Yeah. And it's like, what was it? Somebody told me once they said, okay, whenever you make a decision, think about what somebody who's achieved your goal would do. So ask yourself like, what would a six figure or seven figure business owner do? Yeah, that's cool. And then take that action. Even if you're only making like a thousand dollars a year, still mm-hmm. make that decision from the place of the six or seven figure business owner kind of like manifestation a bit. It is. If you just tell yourself you're like that, you do lots of little things to make yourself get there subconsciously. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So what has been your biggest oops moment in business? Oh, my biggest oops moment. I've heard a few of these like big ones and I was like, how am I going to compare to that? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I've had, have, I've had lots of little mistakes and fallbacks. I'm just trying to think of like a biggest actual oops. Um, I feel like the times where I've been a bit too quick to send an email out to my Mm. big list without triple checking um, (laughs) something in the past. Oh, I'll say something funny because it happened today. I'm sure it didn't affect business that much, but it's me being silly there. (laughs) Me and Steph were sitting together and I was like, Oh, she's like, how's your sale going this weekend? I was like, yeah, it's really good. I'm really happy with how many people are buying it, blah, blah, blah. I guess it's because it's Black Friday. You know, I've extended it for the weekend. She was like, Beck, it's not Black Friday for two weeks. <laughs> so now I'm so embarrassed because I've been saying to my, you know, how there's at least 2,000 people that see my stories every day. And I've been saying Black Friday sale to everywhere. And I feel like an absolute idiot. So that's not a huge boost moment, but yeah, just lots of big things like that, but not nothing major that's happened. That's made me yeah, lose heaps of money or anything. Yeah. That's good. What's been your biggest growth moment? Oh, definitely that podcast. So I'm forever thankful to Jahan because I feel like mm. that really continues to make me grow, which, and I'm having lunch with her tomorrow and I'm can't wait to give her another big hug. And Yay. I do thank her a lot, but it's just, it's amazing what that happened there. And Growth, a lot of the growth has happened from my really big times of struggle, like really big times of struggle. So um, not last year, not last year, but the year before, it was when I was just doing my consulting. I went through a lot of personal struggles and Mm -hmm. then just building myself up, um, up after them and being able to just come back into business with a new mindset of, um, I don't know. I just felt a lot more resilient because I got through yeah. that and then I got back to business. And then every time something sort of bad has happened, I've just gone, what can I learn from that? And I've grown. So 
growth moment when those personal things happened. Also last year with the making my first ebook, I went through a lot of insomnia and I don't know, coming out of that, learning lessons from that, the times that I've sort of picked myself up after the really hard struggles with business have been my mm-hmm. times of growth, I think, because I've always looked at them as lessons. Yeah. And that's yeah. so interesting that you said like when you were going through all the personal struggles, mm. because I think one of the hardest things about being a business owner is you kind of have to check those personal struggles at the door. Oh yeah. It's, you, you just have to keep going. Yeah. You can't I mean, just take like a mental health day, like you would at your job and still get paid. <laughs> it's, it's so tricky. And so what I've done is those times that, that when those personal things did happen, I did see my business slightly decline because it's so hard to I can't just go on Instagram if I'm not feeling good and go, hey, and pretend I'm yeah. happy because I like being authentic. So what I did since then it is I have just made every single week and day as much as I can, like as happy as it can be. So I've avoided, for instance, I've avoided the friends that cause drama in the past yeah, and I've avoided so like even family members that cause me pain or even the smallest things I can do to make my life as kind of happy and stress-free as I can have helped me grow with my business because I have no distractions, if that makes sense. Like I, I, I don't want to feel bad. <laughs> I love that. That yeah. is so good. And yeah, like it's so hard when – you're dealing with that personal stuff to show up for your so audience and hard. try and show up with that energy because I feel, I almost feel like people can tell through a story or a podcast when you're yeah. not feeling a hundred percent happy. Yeah. And even when you get sick, like I got mm. sick twice last year and that was a lesson to me that all of that, I think I, I definitely made that book too quick and I put too much pressure on myself. So that weakened my immune system because my eating has always stayed the same. Um, yeah. But the thing that changed last year was my stress and my sleep. So me getting sick, it was so hard to work, but I still mm. had to do it. So that was another growth moment because I was like, no, Beck, this year, make sure you just, you know, I've still been working hard, but like, take, <laughs> yeah, focus on sleep a little bit more. <laughs> and last one, Beck, who or what inspires you? You. <laughs> <laughs> Other than me, please. <laughs> other, uh, the main thing that might inspires me is other business owners. I just think business owners that have literally just gone with their gut and, you know, fought for what they want because I know that it's not easy work. Yeah. They are my inspirations. And my, my, it sounds cliche, but my dad too. He's such a hard oh, worker. I love and that. he's got, you know, I've got a sister and a brother and a half sister and a brother. So he's got five kids and yeah, just, is working in people's mouths every day, being a dentist and got us all through school. And I just, he's just amazing. So he's inspired me as well. Oh, I love that. That's so (laughs) cute. Okay, Beck, where can our listeners find out more about you? Okay. So my Instagram is health with Beck with an underscore in between each word. So I do most of my stuff on there, I reckon. And then I've got my website, which is www.healthwithbeck.com. And I highly recommend you check out the three-week body reset because <laughs> I am currently on day one. Well, day 0.5. I'm starting it for real tomorrow <laughs> because we went out for lunch. And we've got to have a wine after this. <laughs> yeah, and we're having a wine after this. But yes, <laughs> starting it for real tomorrow. And I'm excited. I've already cooked a couple of the recipes out of there and they're very yum. So Yay. Very I can't excited. wait for you to get into it. Yay. Thank you so much for your time, Beck. It's been amazing having you on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Steph.